0: Remember when you'd play a game in gym class? And the teacher would um, pick two captains and then the two captains would pick teams. The athletic and the popular kids would be picked first and then I would hope not to be picked last. <laughs> Thankfully, when God looks at us, he doesn't say, I hope I don't get stuck with him on my team. <laughs> no, God is thrilled when we cooperate with his plan and when we collaborate with him. So with God, you don't have to be worried you don't have to worry about being picked last, and you don't have to worry about being picked not at all. We are in week two of a message series based on a new book by Matthew Kelly called Holy Moments. And the premise of the book is really quite simple. Holy moments are the key to becoming everything that God has created you to be. Holy moments unlock your soul's potential and holy moments lead to the meaning, the happiness, and the fulfillment for which we all long. Simply put, a holy moment is a single moment when you open and you make yourself available to God. You set aside your self-preference and then you do whatever it is you think God is asking you to do. It's up to you to choose to create holy moments or not. Today we're going to look at what it means to work with God and what's possible when we do. The word collaborate means to work alongside or to work together. Maybe at work you're a part of a team and you work alongside others to achieve a business goal. Or maybe you've had a a group project at school and you needed to work with your classmates to get it done. Maybe you've played sports and your, your teammates are the people you work together with in order to win the game. Or maybe you're married and you collaborate with your spouse to raise a family. All of those are obvious. But to say you collaborate with God Doesn't that seem a bit presumptuous or prideful? Well, it's not. It's not because God in his mighty grandeur has stooped down to our level in the incarnation of his son, Jesus. God made man. But more than that, God has lifted us up with his grace and he has given to each of us a unique and an individual call to participate in his work of saving the world. God gave you free will and God wants you to use your free will to work with him. And as we've been saying, this happens in holy moments. That is again, those single moments where you open and make yourself available to God. You set aside your self-preference and then you do whatever it is you think God is asking you to do in holy moments, you make the invisible God visible. We see this in the life of John the Baptist. Everything about John the Baptist's life points to Jesus. From when he leaped in his mother's womb to when he preached in the desert and ultimately to when he suffered martyrdom. And that's what he does in today's gospel when he sees Jesus walking towards him. He points at him and he says, "'Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. John the Baptist makes the invisible God visible by revealing the most important part of Jesus' mission, namely that Jesus is the Lamb of God. But what does it mean to be the Lamb of God? If we look at the Old Testament, we think in Exodus when the children of Israel were at Passover, they slaughtered lambs in order to be saved from slavery in Egypt. Or we think of the temple. In the temple, they slaughtered lambs and other animals so that they could be offered to God in worship as sacrifices. But Jesus is not just another lamb. Jesus is the lamb who will be slain to definitively bring about deliverance from sin and reconciliation with God. So he is the lamb that makes every other sacrifice either obsolete or complete, depending how you look at it. So John the Baptist worked with God the Father to make known God the Son or in John the Baptist's own words, he said, the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. Friends, when you live a holy moment, you too make God known. And this happens in big things, maybe that happen occasionally, but more often than not, it happens in little things that can happen many times a day. Like when you control your temper, even though you might be completely justified in lashing out in anger. Or when you pray before making a big decision or you are patient with someone who drives you crazy or you do something to help someone without being asked or when you share something that you found helpful with someone else. Someone told me this week that they had a holy moment when they were talking to a family member and they didn't get into an argument. (laughs) And I said, that's great. But then they said, but it gets better. I'm gonna have another holy moment next week when I talk to them again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we can all think of areas where we can anticipate having a, a holy moment. You know, maybe as you leave today you can think about being extra courteous as you drive home or maybe this afternoon you wanna reach out to someone that you haven't connected with in a while. In all of these things, you work with God. You work with God because you are bringing his peace, his love and his truth and his presence into the world. Last week we talked about the choice is ours as to whether we have holy moments or unholy moments. A few people have said to me, well, how can God work with me when I've had so many unholy moments in my past? Well, maybe you've had unholy moments and maybe they they haunt you and maybe they make you feel like you're unworthy to work with God. Well, even if you have had big unholy moments in your past, you can repent, you can receive God's forgiveness. And if you think that it's unlikely that God would like to work with someone like you, remember that God seems to prefer to work with the most unlikely of people. In scripture, God works with all sorts of unlikely people. Here's a short list. Moses had a speech impediment. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. David had an affair and was a murderer. Jonah ran from God. Job went bankrupt. Peter denied Christ three times. Martha was worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced more than once. Zacchaeus was too small. That's only 10 (laughs) and I shortened the list. So I would say it bodes very well for you and it bodes very well for me. When God picks us for his team, he doesn't consider our past. God only looks at our potential and all of us have the potential to open ourselves and to make ourselves available to God by setting aside our self-preference and then very simply doing whatever it is we think God is asking us to do. And here's the best part, every holy moment has the potential to, to set in process a tidal wave of goodness. Because every holy moment can be the first holy moment that sets off a chain reaction of other holy moments. Think what's possible with that. So two questions for you today. What holy moment are you going to have next? And what holy moments can you look forward to this week?